On today's episode of The Breakaway, the gaffer, head coach Mark Briggs, joins us on the podcast. An interview recorded early last week, so there's going to be a few things that are a touch out of date, but for the most part, a really good conversation uh, to talk about where the team is at currently. Um, we also talked about going into Monterey Bay, the San Antonio match, and a ton, ton more. So uh, excited to have him on, on today's episode of The Breakaway. Sacramento Republic FC fans, UC Davis Health is here to keep you in the game so you can score a healthier future. From adult and pediatric care to sports medicine and orthopedics, their providers focus on achieving better health for the very young to the young at heart. Find a doctor you connect with at any of their 17 primary care clinics throughout the region, including Davis, Sacramento, Folsom, Roseville, Rockland, and more. Learn how they can support you at choosehealth.ucdavis.edu. At Elk Grove Charter School, our students chase their dreams. Students advance at their own pace. EGCS offers flexible schedules, small class sizes, and accelerated learning in a fully accredited learning environment. We help students balance their academic goals while pursuing their passions in club sports, performing arts, entrepreneurship, and much more. Elk Grove Charter School is now enrolling. Learn more by going to egcs.egusd.net or give us a call at 916-714-1653. We're confident our students will astound you. All right, excited to have head coach of the Sacramento Republic, Mark Briggs, back on the podcast. Coach, good to see you, um, and thanks again for, for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. It's been, uh, it's been a while. I know, it has been a while. I thought it you were ignoring me. <laughs> it has been a while. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'm excited to talk to you now. Team's obviously off to a great start. I think I mean, maybe it was last time we talked about it was, okay, the start of the season, these first six games, I know we're further than that now, but are very important. You kind of built the preseason around that. Um, obviously, uh, it's been a tough schedule. You've played some of the top teams in the West and in the East, and a lot of the teams, if you if you base it strength of schedule, um, it's been an unbelievable start. Not only to be in first place league over over wide, but you've played essentially every playoff team in the West and the top three teams in the East. Like, how do you take that in? Um, early on in this season, I know it's still early, but you have to say, okay, we've matched up against the best teams. We've we've had good results do you guys think about that talk about that or is it more just game by game yeah I think it's a it's a little mixture of both I think um, we have had a difficult schedule you know if you look at the opponents that we've played against um, you wouldn't anticipate expect those guys to like you say be at the top of their league in the playoffs competing for the championship so it's been a difficult start for our guys but I think First and foremost, yes, we have to take it game by game, but also with with the results we've had um, over the start of the season, it's got to give our guys confidence. It's got to give our guys belief, yeah. um, you know, to, to be in the position we're in and have competed against the teams that we have. It has to instill a, a confidence and a belief that we can go on to, to bigger and better things. When you kind of come into this this spot of the season and you're, you know, what is it, almost halfway or about a third, um, 
and you take a look and you're like, okay, now we're in first place. It's kind of a spot where the club hasn't really been in a while where you're top of the table. How does the mentality change from chasing, chasing, chasing to now we have to hold teams off? And you have, a, I mean, we had a target on our back last yeah. year with the cup, but in a different way, trying to stay above everybody week after week. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very difficult thing. Um, I'm fortunate in, in regard that like, I've, I've been in this position before. Um, and so I have experience of, you know, with the Monarchs in 2017, I have experience of being chased. Um, but we, for the guys, we have to, we have to worry about ourselves. And uh, I keep trying to tell them we have to focus on ourselves and we have to focus on who we are as a, a group of individuals, who we are as a collective team, and make sure that on a daily basis we bring the best version of ourselves and we're also present in that moment. Mm. Um, present in regards to we're, we're there and we're focused in on that day. And we're focused in on training. We're focused in on the video, the analysis, the upcoming opponent. And we're not worried about what we've done so far in the past or what's coming in the future. Like be present, be the best version of ourselves and push ourselves. Don't accept that what we're doing now is enough mm -hmm. because it's not like we still have another 20 30 percent that's in this group and the capabilities of this group and goals of this group can only be one thing and in order to get to that thing or even close to that thing which is obviously a championship you have to push yourselves you have to push your limits you have to push yourselves to to the point of have no return, so to speak. We've got to we've got to make sure that we maximize the potential of this group. Quickly, I want to talk just briefly about Open Cup from this year. I actually had a fan come up and ask me this question, and he made sure I wanted he wanted me to ask it to either you or Philip Player, who was on last year's team. Last year, you know, you're having to balance roster, ba balance playing time to make sure guys' legs stay fresh. You're obviously still having to do that, but at a different level. Is there any sort of relief of all right, now we can we know what we can focus on. Rather, you're trying to balance, and does it is there any relief in that aspect, or no, not at all? Um, it's interesting because you know me, me and Todd and Kevin had discussions about this and talks about this. Um, obviously, last year with with our roster and with the attention we received with the cup run and making the Open Cup final, uh, it was fantastic. Like it was like a dream for everyone involved. Um, but it was also very taxing, very strenuous, mentally, physically, emotionally, every every single element, it was taxing. Um, so when we play Colorado, you, you obviously, you want to win. Um, and I felt the performance, um, you know, when you play MLS teams, you can never give up two goals early on. Um, and the guys, don't get me wrong, the guys did fantastic and showed resilience coming back and you know, the rest is history, conceding that third goal was a killer. Um, so, like, you, you want to go into games and win them, and we wanted to win that. But when you sit back and when you look at the bigger picture, um, it is a little different now. It is a little easier to manage the minutes of the players, to manage the squad, to try and put our best 11 on the field on a weekly basis. Um, obviously, given injuries given you know suspensions or whatever else comes up 
um, it is a little bit of a relief that we can focus on one competition um, and put out all our eggs in the one basket, so to speak. And there is, you know, some magic that is involved. There's a little bit of luck. So when Sebastian scores that second goal, we're like, oh, wait, are we... Is it happening again? It's, uh, it's, it's happening again. Um, it, the two goals Sebastian scored that night, to be honest, were like high-level goals, high-level goals. Um, but like I say, you, you can't concede two goals in the opening 12 minutes and then get yourself back in it to then give another goal, you know? Um, and arguably, we could have had a penalty just before their third. So it was, it was gutting because I actually feel... Our roster's better equipped this year to handle another cup run. Um, but I'm also a realist in the fact that, look, it's gonna be, it was always going to be difficult for us to have another cup run. For a USL team to reach the Open Cup final, it's a huge, it's a huge feat. You know, it's a huge thing. And I think you're seeing that this year. Like, USL clubs have done well to get to the positions that they got to. Um, obviously Pittsburgh, Birmingham um, making the quarterfinals but I think you for the MLS teams for the, they didn't want they're not going to want a USL team to, to make it again so for us the target on our back was obviously hey they're a good team we've got to make sure we're at it you know and um, it was always going to be difficult I think the lesson that you guys took from that match is that it has been flipped where we haven't really seen this as much before where you guys are scoring early and often. And that has really opened up the game for you guys. And that's where we've seen you guys really score 5-0, beat teams 3-0 early on in the season. It's something we haven't necessarily seen. How much of that is a detail that you guys have really honed in on? Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a detail that we've really honed in on. Um, it's something that we, we want as part of our identity. We we want to be on the front foot. We want to start games on the front foot in a positive manner, especially when we're at home. Every game we want to start well. But when we're at home, this is our field, this is our stadium. Our fans really get behind us when you start on the front foot, when you give them something to cheer about early. Um, and that's what we, what we have to do in order for us to perform at our best, to perform at our maximum. We've put a real focus on starting positive and starting on the front foot. Because when we start on the front foot and when our players have confidence, which you get from starting positively, we're a really difficult team to play against. You have ever, since we've started this podcast, have talked about wanting to play beautiful football and being able to score goals and attack. And we've kind of seen that come to fruition this year. Guys scoring you know, a lot of goals, Cicerone up in the... Golden Boot Race, Herrera's been awesome. Does this feel like this is the style of play that you've kind of wanted to play? Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think first and foremost, it, it's a process, right? Um, and I knew coming in that that process wasn't just going to hit the ground running and click straight away. Um, and, you know, we, we managed to, like I've said in the past, I, I was fortunate to continue as the head coach of this club. Um, Todd and Kevin could have gone in a different direction when we when we didn't make the playoffs. Um, thankfully, unfortunately enough for me that you know they they backed me and they stood by me and and then obviously myself, Todd and Kevin put together 
a roster last year that we you know that we were happy with and that we were we we're proud of and I think we've been able to build on that this year and I think you're starting to you know you're starting to see um the fruits of a lot of labor over the last four years you know this just doesn't happen overnight it's a process and the process is still ongoing and continually evolving um but we're at a place now where you know we're you're starting to see who we are as a team an identity um a style of play a philosophy um that the players are executing and carrying out you can see the last few matches you know drawing against san diego and and tampa bay kind of seeing that those are in a way disappointing results but in reality it seemed like you guys kind of played better than both of those teams take out the first 35 minutes from the san diego match yeah <laughs> god yeah i think um i tend to i tend to agree with you completely um i think what you said about earlier in the year like getting results against top teams, you know, against Louisville, going to San Antonio, getting a point, um, beating San Diego at home, um, Colorado at home. The, beating these teams can only instill belief, first and foremost. Um, when you have belief, you then need to have confidence. On top of that, you need to have a, a culture within the um, club, within the locker room um that wants to win um we're fortunate that we we have a group of players that are hungry we have a group of players that do want to win um we obviously have a staff that also wants to wants to win and wants to produce um but it's it's very important now that that belief and that confidence complacency doesn't creep in um because if complacency creeps in it can become a dangerous thing and professional sports you can be on top of the mountain one minute but you can quickly fall um, and when your standards drop and when certain things go that complacency becomes a really dangerous element and we've got to make sure that that complacency doesn't creep in and we we continue to perform at the level and continue to hold the standards that we've set when you guys go into the season and you know, looking back, and I shouldn't say that it, it has been magnified this year, though. It, where at home, at away, it feels like you can't look away without the risk of missing a goal. Where I feel like in years past, I know maybe recently that hasn't necessarily been the case, but specifically at home games this year, where we have scored five goals, we've scored four goals, right. that it seems like that is been different this year. And I want to ask specifically how the midfield has kind of been different this year, right? Roro goes down with the injury, right? Arnold steps in. Nick Ross has come in and been really good. Luis Felipe has kind of moved up a little bit. He's been so good. How much has that been a positive for you is having a midfield that can do so many different things at different times and, and still be successful? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think if you look at, if you look at our midfield last year, like we we have a we had a successful midfield, we we had a successful group with what we where we got to, but I think with where we're going and what we want to achieve, that you consistently have to strive to be better. So what we did last year was great, but now like we had to go away and we had to say, what areas do we need to get better? How can we get better? 
um, and then it's kind of making sure that you, you add the correct pieces that are able to implement the things that are going to make the group better. Um, so, for example, you know, we, we were obviously happy defensively last year. We, we were very happy, um, but we, we wanted to be better. Um, that's where Shane comes in. That's where um, Jared comes in. That's where Johnny comes in. And then you've obviously got Lee, you've got Connor, um, you've got young Ermias, who, you know, has only seen a couple of times. Um, but we feel that we got better in one, defensively, the hunger to keep the ball out of our goal, first and foremost. But then secondly, being able to do the things that we need them to do when we have possession of the ball. And we think Jared and Shane um, primarily have really come in and helped us in possession of the ball, um, as well as out of possession. Um, so I felt like we we didn't retain possession as much as we should have last year. Um, then you go into midfield. Um, we obviously had a strong midfield: Nick Ross, Matt Lagrassa, Luis Felipe. You know what I mean? And I just felt like we we like we asked Matt, we asked Nick, we asked Luis to play as um, as number sixes last year, like definitive six. When it's not really. Their games, they're, they're more box-to-box -box energetic um, and we needed to find a specific six. Obviously, Arnold Lopez, um, who we, you know, we bought in and I think you know, he's, he's been something, almost the, the cog in the wheel, so to speak. Like he, he does a lot of things from a defensive standpoint, breaks up a lot of plays, covers a lot of ground, reads the game exceptionally well and protects the back four exceptionally well. But then in possession of the ball, he's, he allows us to build out from Danny Vitiello. He allows us to switch the point of attack. He's, he's the cog, he's the pivot in a lot of the things we do, which has also allowed us to now slightly tweak um, Luis's role, slightly tweak Matt's role when he's in the team. Um, and obviously, Nick, we've been able to find a role that he's excelled in. Um, but Arnold's allowed us to evolve as a group to go to the next phase in regards where we want to be from um, a philosophy standpoint, a style of play standpoint. I was going to say, it feels like watching and seeing so many of the goals from this year, it feels like a lot of them have started from Arnold a little bit where he wins the ball back either in, in the midfield or deep in, in our own uh, half and then everything kind of progresses from there. And it's it's like he may not be getting an assist, but he's, you know, getting a hockey assist, whatever you call that. Right. And right. he's just been so good. And by the way, how many times has he stuck a foot in and gotten a tackle? I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, he does. He's he's uh, he, he reads the game. He reads the game extremely well and then he has athletic athletic capabilities which allow him to close down space and allow him to nick the ball um, in moments that people aren't necessarily anticipating or expecting. So now he's been, he's got to be a bit smarter with his yellow cards, you know. Um, he reads the game well and does things exceptionally well for us, but he's got to be better with the yellow cards, um, you know, um, which he's done okay with the last few games. So, you know, he's understanding the the American way and the officiating within USL. <laughs> Might be in trouble for that. Uh, you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was eluding. I was eluding. Friday's goal against San Diego, such a beautiful goal. I mean, it feels like it was just such a – all the way through, it was so nice. What, can I just stop you there? Like what people – like everyone's talking about what a beautiful goal it was, right? It was. It was a great goal. Don't get me wrong. But it started when we got the ball back from the referee. Like six or seven passes before what's shown – it started when the ball dropped to Luis, who then drops it back to Arnold. It goes out to Jack. It goes up to um, Jared made a play. Jack actually. Jack comes into Arnold, back to Connor, back to Arnold, back to Danny Vitiello, out to Connor. Connor clips in Sebastian. Sebastian Nick nicking behind to Sebastian. Sebastian to Luis. Luis to Dami. Then the goal. You know they only show the four passes which lead up to the goal, but there was a lot of play before before that. Um, which I was really, you know, really pleased with. Are those the moments where you're just like, yes, they yes, they are the moments. That's <laughs> what you live for. Those are those are the moments. There, sometimes like, you just have goals where you just find the back of the net, and they, you know, they weren't as pretty. But this one, you guys executed pretty much to perfection. Yeah, because it's it's really difficult to score a goal. It's difficult to score a goal, and the goal on Saturday was obviously. A goal that you're you're proud of because the style, the movements, the recognition of the movements, the executing the pass to meet the movements, and then you know the finish, you know damaged composure, just taking a good first touch, setting himself, hitting the target. You know it was it was simple, but it was played at a pace, and the movements were done in specific times and at the right moment against a very good team. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's important that those things are recognised. Um, every goal you're going to celebrate because it's hard to score a goal. But when you get a goal like that, that kind of eclipses work that goes on on a daily basis, it's nice. Well, and I want to ask about uh, Russell Cicerone, who's been just awesome this year. What a great signing for you guys. Um, but who you've pieced in with him, to Kecko, to Roro, when he was uh, healthy earlier Nick in the Ross. season. Yeah, Nick Ross, who's been just electric the last few matches. But I want to ask specifically about Russell, who, you know, when he was on the podcast, he was a hockey player because he just bulldozes through people. You can see that. Have you had any conversations with him like, hey, Russell, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe go down every once in a while? Yeah, I think with, like, with... Um with Russell, like he wants to, he wants to win so bad, you know. He wants to score so bad, um, and that's that's like what you want, right? You want people first and foremost who care, um, and you want people who who have the desire and the hunger to one make the movements that puts them in position to score the goals, but two to do whatever he has to do for the benefit of the team, you know, and. Um, He's, he has the attitude, he has the mentality that we need at this club and I think he's helped in developing that culture, that mentality with others, with his desire on a daily basis. Um, and I, I think that's rubbing off our, on others. And we already had, don't be wrong, look, we had players who have that. Um, but seeing Russell's um, professionalism and Russell's um, focus on a daily basis and his willingness to win in anything he does. Um, that's what you need. That's what it takes. And that's why he's been at the top of the goal-scoring charts for the last how many years in the USL, because he, he has standards and he has high expectations of himself. 
What is it about this group of forwards, wingers, attackers, whatever you want to call it, that that has had the ability to kind of play off one another without necessarily even having to talk as much? Their football IQ. Um, Nick Ross is one of the smartest um, footballers that I've ever worked with. His, uh, his football IQ, his, the way he sees the game, the way he can execute passes within the game is a, a very, very high level. Um, and I'm over the moon for Nick um, because he's, he's had a hard road since he's been here. Um, in and out of the team, he's had little niggly injuries. Uh, there's been moments where he probably should have been in the team but hasn't been in the team. And now he's coming to the team and... The Roro injury has almost opened up an opportunity for him and he grabbed it, you know, um, scoring the goal in the Open Cup against Oakland. And I think he's, uh, he's just gone on, he's gone on to better things since then. You know, I think he's, um, he's kind of excelled in that role and right now he's one of our best players. That has happened multiple times this year. Guy goes down to the injury, somebody comes off yeah. the bench and steps up and you took it all there who did it when Dami went down you look at yeah. Shane yeah, for and sure. you look at Jared yeah. when Lee Desmond was out earlier in the season it seems that when guys have gotten the opportunity <laughs> to to step up when they get that chance they have done it what does that say about this team yeah I, th- I think it's something that we we've spoke about as a group and um, I said to them at the start of the year or you know like the you you have three Three choices, three options, right? You're either in 100%. You're in 100% on a daily basis, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether you're in the team, whether you're out of the team, you're always there, you're always in, and you're always going to be a positive energy. Second option, you're out. You know, you're, you're out. Don't want to be... Uh, don't like my team, don't like the coach, I've got negative energy, there's always an excuse. Or there's the one where it's, you're kind of like, today I feel good, you know? Oh, I'm in the team this week, I'm with the group, I'm positive. Ah, he's dropped me, that's it. I'm not in, I'm out. That's genuinely what happened. Um, And we spoke to the guys about... Look, there's going to be ups and downs. You're going to be in the team. You're going to be out the team. You might be scoring goals. You might not be able to hit a barn door. You might be conceding goals. You might not be able to pass to your teammate. There's all sorts of um, scenarios that you, you're going to face throughout the year as, a, as an individual. Um, but it's very important that you try, and this is harder, this is easier said than done. It's really difficult to remain positive, to remain focused, to remain professional when you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. But I think what our guys have done a fantastic job of, not all of them, there's a couple, you know, you always have a couple, um, but there's the majority of our guys have had that positive energy, whether they're in the team, whether they're out the team, which, which then allows you, when you get an opportunity and you're in a positive headspace, you have a, a greater chance of taking the opportunity that's given and you're ready for it. Whereas you have a negative energy, a negative uh, mindset, and there's always somebody else to blame. There's always an excuse. You get the opportunity, and nine times out of ten, you don't perform at the level you know you can, and there's another excuse. 
and I think our guys have done a good job in being positive and Alder taking his chance and uh, obviously the Lee, the Shane, the Jared, the Connor, the, the decisions that I'm having to make are like really difficult, Connor, like really difficult. Um, and that's what you want from your players, like up top now, like Keko, Nick Ross, Sebastian, Russell, Zico still has so much that he can give. Like, it's difficult to pick a team, you know, and Matt's had a couple of injuries in the middle of the field, but the positive energy, the positive togetherness within the culture enables players to take opportunities when they get them. There's like a life lesson uh, in there somewhere. I'm sure maybe there is. <laughs> there always is, Con, right? There always is. You know, there there definitely is. You know, you, you think about it, you be positive, you stay positive, and your opportunity will come. I mean, that's there's something to that for sure. But it's really difficult. It's not easy. And you can't sit here and say, you, you know, I'm going to be positive today. It doesn't happen like that. You have to, you have to mentally focus on how you're going to be positive, on why you're going to be positive, and the outcomes that come from being positive. It is. It's contagious. And then once you can get a group to that, to that level, it becomes the culture it becomes the environment and that's what we have to make sure we keep i want to ask you before we leave here uh roro goes down for the with the injury earlier in the year everybody's heartbroken can't wait to see him back on the field obviously yeah he i mean he's meant so much for this club historically but like he's still a really really good player right now um and i think sometimes people you know you forget and i even i even forget you know that right. that he is such a good player even right now, in the moment, you think about it too much about it historically. That's where, like, um, a lot of people... Listen, Roro's a great player, and Roro has a history of doing great things at the club and at other clubs. But a lot of times, like, people talk about Roro in, in the past tense. Like, Roro was one of our best players last year, one of our most consistent performers last year. And this year, up until his injury. So I think, like, people should give Roro a little bit of respect. Like, yes, he's, he's, an older, he's an older, one of our older players. But that's irrelevant. Like, age is just a number. Like, people, like, I heard somebody say a couple of weeks back, or maybe even last week, that Roro's lost his, I can't remember what he was saying now, but he's not what he was. Roro, as a footballer, Somebody tell me what Roro can't do now, what he was doing years ago. Because I'd arguably say he's a better, more complete player now than what he was five, six years ago. What Roro accomplished last year and what he was doing for us this year and what he will do when he comes back shouldn't be... He shouldn't get a slap in the face. People should look at his quality now and what he brings to the table now. And when his career's over in three or four years, then you can talk about the past. But, like, you should put some respect on what Roro's doing now and what he continually does for this team. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. And so you, and you, you get lost in these moments where you think about Roro and you think about all these historical things that he's done, and you just you get so stuck in those things. You remember those things. You think about him in the past. Yeah. He is just such a good player right now, last year, this year. And you forget how good he was, you know, last weekend. For sure, for sure. But what people don't see with Roro, like, look for a footballer to, to go through and have a serious injury, no matter what age you are, it's difficult. And there's really trying moments when you're 
on your own and you're not on the field and for an injury like Rora's where he, he can't walk and he's on crutches and he can't play with his kids and he you know he can't walk up the stairs like little things that we take for granted he can't do but then on top of that he can't be on the field and help the guys um but Roro Roro's comes into the club and he, his energy is infectious he's obviously the leader and he's out on the field now he's on his crutches he's walking around and he's still giving advice to our players he's still helping our players um which is credit to Roro you know like what he brings to the table um, we have him analysing teams like I have him helping out with the analysis of the opponent um, to keep his brain ticking over because he needs that. Um, and he'll come back. He'll be he'll be a breath of fresh air for us at a really critical time in the season. It'll be like having a brand new player back. And I was just going to ask that because you don't want to peak too early in the season, right? And the ability to have somebody no. of that caliber come back later in the season in a spot where maybe you are right. really needing a little bit of a lift could be a huge, huge asset, and especially at someone who the team's going right. to rally behind, the city's going to rally behind, the fan base is going to rally behind. How much of a positive is it going to be to be able to bring a guy of that caliber, of that leadership quality who – you know, has been so enshrined in this team's history, and even right now, to have him bring him back, you know, mid-season in a spot where you guys are probably going to really need him bad. Yeah, for sure. I think you know when we when when Roro gets back, it's going to be a massive lift for everyone, um, the club, the fans, the city. When we see him back on the field and he crossing that white line again, it's going to be a big lift for everyone, and we've just got to make sure that. He, he follows his rehab and he, he does the things he's supposed to do and pushes himself in the right moments, but he gets himself back in a safe and healthy manner um, because we're, we're going to need him. Um, you know, a player of that quality, um, any team needs, and we're no different. And the guys have, the guys have took the opportunity um, with him being down and the guys have rallied around him and one another and you know people have took the took on the mantle um but there's no doubt that when we get the opportunity to to um to have him back in the team to have him back on the field it's going to be a huge lift Made in the Shade Tent Rentals is your number one choice for tent rentals in Sacramento and throughout Northern California from concerts and festivals to corporate events Outdoor dining to private special events, construction, manufacturing, or farming. Whenever you need shade, whatever the occasion, we've got you covered. Visit MadeShade.com to inquire about options. That's M-A-D-E Shade.com. Choosing the right health plan for you and your family is simple with Western Health Advantage. Their plans include wellness programs that put you in the game and on the field with ways to stay fit and healthy. Check out their affordable plans that have been keeping our community strong for over 25 years. Go online to westernhealth.com. That's westernhealth.com for more information. Last, lastly, before we go, we always do this. What's your Wolves update as we head towards the transfer market in the offseason? How are you feeling about, about the Wolves right now? Yeah, it'll be interesting what happens in the window. It'll be interesting if the coach stays. Um, the coach has called out the club and said I need to be backed otherwise I'm off so it'll be interesting um, if he's backed because you, you, need, you need to be backed otherwise you can't, you can't be successful so he did a great job and 
you know, Wolves were struggling and uh, got them to, you know, safe and staying in the Premier League and finishing like 13th, I think it was, um, in the Premier League. So they were they were safe and they lived to fight another another season. So all in all, uh, happy with the the Wolves' developments right now. But it'd be interesting to see uh, what this off season brings. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting window, that's for sure. For sure, for sure. I'm curious too, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up here, um, with the excitement of Messi signing with Inter Miami. And, uh, you know, with the World Cup coming in 2026, uh, yeah. how big and how exciting and how how big is that signing in, in the future of soccer with those two things kind of being coupled together and happening here in the uh, real soon? And, you know, maybe the greatest player. The great, the greatest. The, yeah, the, the greatest. <laughs> listen, the fact that we, we have Lionel Messi playing football in America um, no matter no matter his age, he's the greatest player that the world's seen. Um, you know him and Maradona for me. Um, but to, being, yeah, I was being nice. I didn't want to get anybody upset. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But no, to to have him here, I think we're gonna see we're gonna see excitement. I think every stadium he's playing in has already sold out. Um, and I hope for the game that like it really evolves and it really goes to the next level now. And I think having somebody like Lionel Messi, somebody of his calibre, playing football in our league, in our country, um, it's it can only it can only make the game better, and it can only make the game grow. Now, whether the game grows to, you know, the the big three, so to speak, you know, baseball, football, uh, basketball remains to be seen, but it's certainly going to garner going to garner an awful lot of attention and excitement. Well, I'm excited, and you know, speaking of excited, we got a couple games on the, at home. Are you excited to be uh, back at home? I can't wait to be back home. Like the the last three weeks has been grueling. Um, thank you, USL, for you know the the road trips to to Hartford, and then the following week to Tampa Bay, um, and then we have it again next month. By the way, in uh, Pittsburgh and Loudoun, so really looking forward to those trips. Uh, much appreciated. Um, but no, it's. Um, it's something you have to handle, right? It's um, it's something that you have to deal with, and I think the guys, the the focus and the attitude they've shown on the road over the past couple of weeks has been really a breath of fresh air. Um, and now we've got to come home, and we've got to capitalise on the points we got on the road, and really execute at home, and continue with our uh, with our home form. And uh, hopefully, because we haven't been at home so long, we can get. We can get a good crowd at Heart Health Park. The weather's going to be beautiful. It's summer. Kids are broken up from school now. Um, it's beer fest, you know. Uh, brew fest, beer fest. What's it called? Brew fest. Brew fest. I was close. Um, hopefully, you know, there'll be a few people with a little bit of a uh, beer inside the systems and can give the Monterey players, um, you know, a little more stick and they can get behind our players a, a little more louder. And I think that's a good point. I think as fans, we forget. Because we're so into, you know, on the referee or whatever, that we need to give the opposing teams way more of a hard time. I think there's no doubt. Yes, yes. Look, I've got to do a good job at this as well. I've got to do a better job. We've just got to leave the officials alone. Um, We understand it's a difficult position, but I think we've got to leave them alone. And we've got to get on the opponent. You know, I remember going to the Kings games and the Kings games, they were absolutely going after the Golden State Warriors players. So, like, let's let's leave the officiating to itself and let them do what they need to do. 
players, staff, fans, and let's focus on what we can control. And that's the atmosphere within our stadium. Let's get behind our players and let's give the opposition players hell because Sacramento is certainly good at doing that. Well, thank you again for doing this. This was a lot of fun. I don't know how long we went, but it was at least 35, uh, maybe 40 minutes, and it was a blast. So thank you again. I mean, it's been so long uh, that you haven't had me on the show like that. I feel (laughs) like I have to maximize the opportunity to be on the podcast. Um, so we'll, you know, that's not a dig or anything. On, <laughs> I won't take it know, as well. It's we'll, fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, there's been some great podcasts, though. It really has. I like, I like the guests. I'm still waiting. You have to get Caparelli and Dave. On. I know it's coming. It's coming. It's it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be in the. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. like those plans. I like to hear that. Yeah, I have some plans. I don't even know what I'm gonna have to do. I might as well just ask one question and just get out of the way. I don't even know. You just need to like nudge the conversation in the direction and then those pair will take over it'll be an interesting uh conversation we're gonna make sure you know everybody's keeping their hands down and <laughs> you know everybody's staying nice and calm and uh i'm sure it'll be a lot it'll of be fun. a lot of animation yeah there's no doubt about that well thanks again mark for uh for coming thank on. thank you i appreciate it a lot and we won't wait as long to have you on next time i promise all right thanks Thanks to head coach Mark Briggs for taking the time to come on the podcast. We will see you tomorrow, and if not, we will see you next Saturday. Three straight home games. We're on number two. And again, that uh, that episode was recorded before the first home game against Monterey Bay, so a little bit out of date on some of the things there. Uh, Shane Wheat coming on the pod next week, so stay tuned for that, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. We'll see you out at the park tomorrow night, and as always, Co-Republic!